This is Dak Prescott, and you're listening to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome to Faith on the Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. I'm Rob Motti with my beautiful wife, Remy. It is great to be with you on all of our radio affiliates across the good old U.S. of A. Thank you for tuning in or listening to the podcast. Coming up, our guest this week is Garrett Wilson, wide receiver who was selected by the New York Jets with a 10th pick in the first round of the NFL draft last week. He had a standout career at Ohio State. I caught up with Garrett a couple days ahead of the draft, so he didn't know where he was going at the time. Ends up going to New York. You'll hear that conversation. He's a very talented and a humble young man, so that'll be coming up. But we want to get into, we want to talk a little bit about standards, standards of living. First off, I'll say this. The Bible is the standard of living mm-hmm, for yeah. Christians. But you, you had some ideas that you wanted to discuss today. I just want to touch on what's your standards in life? Mm-hmm. And how do you treat people? And how do you allow people to treat you? What are your standards for yourself and for others? And how do you treat people? And how do you allow them to treat you? Because... There's, it's just like a funny thing. We were just like having a conversation this morning. And I was just like, um, there's a lot of people in life that they're going to treat you based on their standards. And if their standards are low, they're going to treat you based on that standard. And they're expecting you to be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Me, that's I, I, I don't do that. I treat people with high standards and I expect them to treat me with high standards. And if I, if I don't receive the high standards, I feel like, that's I'm like I'm not okay with that. Like I will not allow someone to treat me with low standards because mm-hmm. I treat everyone with high standards. And in Romans twelve two it says, "Do not conform yourself to the standards of this world, but let God transform you inwardly and by a complete change of your mind, then you will be able to know the will of God, what is good, what is pleasing to Him, and what is perfect." I love so, that verse. It's one of my favorites. Right, and to me. I have done the work to get here. I'm not saying like I was born like with this. And high standards is not like, oh, you have to like give me gifts and like, you know, treat me a certain way. It's more of like respect, honesty, loyalty. Those are my high standards, right? Some people don't believe those high high standards are. So say those again. So your your standards, your high standards you consider. Respect, respect, loyalty, loyalty. Uh, just being uh, being uh, someone that's you treat people the godly way, mm-hmm. you know. And some people don't have those standards. Some people think it's okay to not be loyal. It's not. It's okay to, to be dishonest. It's okay to lie, or it's okay. To, I to me that's low standards. And if you're okay with those low standards, I cannot be around you. You see what I'm saying? So. I don't know how, I don't know. I just feel like some people are okay with that. I'm not okay with that. And therefore yeah. I will just not be around someone like that. I, and I, will, I will turn this into the standards of our current world climate have changed. Standards yeah, have changed. Yeah, very low standards. Exactly. Standards, standards all ha- have changed and we can... We, we know that the Bible is the standard of truth mm-hmm. for Christians, for Christianity. But I even see at times where Christians will adjust their standards 
to accept a non-biblical truth in order to maintain popularity or acceptance. Yeah, absolutely. And I've been seeing that a lot with some of the controversial topics that are um, front and center, that are dominating the conversation. They call it their truth. Which they think it's and, like a, and right. Yeah. What happens is that there are Christians who are uh, Bible believing, God fearing, Jesus loving, mm-hmm. proclaim it all day long, but are willing to adjust those standards mm-hmm. because they want to seek popularity. And, and I, I think we can all we're all guilty of this at some point. I think we all go through those those moments, those periods uh, of time where there's some doubt or maybe there's different priorities for us. And everyone, first of all, everyone likes acceptance. No, nobody wants to. Nobody wants to be criticized. Nobody wants to be cast out. Nobody wants to be uh, looked upon as different. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I just, I caution people, and I, I have to do this myself, to sometimes say, hey, you know what? I know maybe that this isn't a priority for me, but I know what the Bible says. I, I know what's the the standard for truth as a Christian, and, and I'm not going to take a different side so I can get some likes and retweets and shares and, right. and people to be like, uh, loving me or agreeing with me and being part of this this mainstream group or whatever it may be. And even if it's like if it's like your circle of friends or whatever they are, if that's like your circle, I encourage you to get out of that circle because it's not encouraging you to do better and feel better and be better. Um, you have to be able to evolve as a Christian because Christianity is not stagnant. People think like you you get this like ticket. And you're like, salvation is like a ticket. And once you get the ticket, it's not a golden ticket. It's actually like a... Oh, now I can do whatever I want? Yeah, it's not a... You can't do that. Actually, your standards have to change completely. And you have to live a completely different life. And I'm not saying you have to be like, Mm. you know, um, just close the door and be done with it. No, but you have to raise your standards. You have to live a certain way that people, when they see the way you live, they come to Jesus because the way you live. So if your standards are low... And you're okay with lying, you're okay with dishonesty, you're okay with not being loyal, or you're okay with not uh, treating people the right way, that's low standards. And therefore, you should probably get out ex- of that. You can expand that. If you're okay oh, with so prejudice, much. if you're okay uh, yeah, with hypocrisy, so if you're so much, okay yeah. with uh, this, yeah. that, or the other. I'm going right. to read you a Bible verse that's pretty strong. It says, it's Proverbs fourteen twelve. There is a way that appears to be right, mm. but in the end, it leads to death. There is a way that appears to be right. So there are truths or standards or whatever they may be that the masses agree upon as this this is right. This is the way to be. We we should know this is the way to do it. Uh, and, and the wide road versus the narrow road. Right. In, in the end, that's just that leads that leads to death and. and that's spiritual death. That's what yeah, we're, we're talking about here. It, it, it's spiritual death. So uh, I I challenge everyone, I challenge myself to not get caught up in that feeling of, hey, I want to be accepted. I, I want to I want to fit into this group or I, I want people to to think I'm I'm not different or I'm not all that. 
And I'm just going to go along with their standard. I'm going to go along with what the masses are saying. Yeah, the thing is, it's a slow fade. Everything、mm. is a slow fade. So if you hang around people like that all the time and you think, no, I'm good, I'm righteous, I'm good with God, it's a slow fade. Eventually they're talking, eventually their conversation is going to wear. On you, and you're gonna be, you're gonna see yourself doing the same things and get into these conversations and see yourself fading into that whole okay with low standards thing, and you're not gonna like it. You're you're gonna become a different person. The idea of being a Christian is to just every single day evaluate yourself and just say, what what did I do today? What how did I think today? How did I feel today? How did I please God today? How did I forgive today? Everything you have to kind of evaluate. And see, are you moving forward? Are you, are you doing things the godly way? Are you doing things that, like the the things Jesus would do? And I know it's it's not easy to do that <laughs> because it's very it's like hard work. But you have to work on yourself because if you're not working on yourself, what are you doing? You're just being stagnant. And the Bible said, don't don't become stagnant water. You know, don't. Don't just sit still. I'm going to read you what Jesus said in Matthew seven twenty four twenty seven because he talked about things that are built according to worldly standards.、Mm-hmm. They're going to fall when the storms come. And this is Jesus speaking. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation. On the rock, but everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand.、Yeah. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus、the、had word, finished、yeah. saying this,、mm-hmm. the crowd was amazed at his teaching and what he's talking about here is. What is what is your standards? What is your foundation? What is your rock? What is it built upon? Is、and、it built upon biblical、practice. truth? Yeah, practice. <laughs> right. <laughs> and 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 that that to me is you don't want you don't want to fall in the storm. You you don't want to fade. If our foundation is on Jesus, if He's the rock, if our standards are set that way, we'll continue to stand and not be blown away when these storms come, when storms arise in our lives, when difficulties. Come when those people who are telling you this is the truth, this is the way, and, and they may change their mind, or things may change sooner or later. Eventually, it may go a different way, it may go a different direction, and we just have to hold on to the standards that we know are the biblical truths that have been handed down to us from eyewitnesses, from those who live the gospels, from eyewitnesses. Up next, you're going to hear from New York Jets wide receiver Garrett Wilson. You're listening to Faith on a Field Show, presented by International Justice Mission. Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to ijm.org/backslash/takeaction. Get information. Understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free. We have operations all over the world, rescuing people from slavery. Because today there are criminals who abuse children, sell girls. How old is she? Twelve. Twelve. How much? Thirty. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy. And force families into slavery. Criminals prey on the easiest target. 
the world's poor because they expect no one to defend them. Pareho po tayong mga tao. Hindi po tayo ibagay or hayop na pwedeng gamitin lang sa pansarili. But today, there are thousands of people gathering to seek justice for those in slavery. We are a group of lawyers, counselors, activists, and supporters. We are called International Justice Mission. And together, we form the largest international anti-slavery organization in the world. But slavery won't come to an end until criminals know they can't get away with it. So we partner with local police to arrest and prosecute criminals. This sends a message to slave owners. We will not go away. We stay with the survivors until they are healed, until they are free. Each year, we rescue thousands of slaves and protect millions around the world. We are transforming how justice systems protect their citizens. To those who are still enslaved, we promise to find you. We will get you home to your families so you can have the freedom you deserve. This is Trevor Story. You're listening to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome back to Faith on the Field Show presented by International Justice Mission. I'm Rob Motti with Remy. If you're listening to us for the first time, you can go to faithonthefieldshow.com. Find every episode since we launched in 2017. We've had an incredible lineup of guests, and you can listen anytime at your convenience on any of the podcast platforms. You'll hear the full interviews on there. Be sure also to follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, Facebook, at Faith on the Field, and tell some friends about the show. I want to take a minute to thank our awesome sponsors. Please check them out on our website, International Justice Mission. They do tremendous work fighting against human trafficking. And Heritage is Dairy Stores. If you would like to be a sponsor for our show and help our ministry grow, please reach out to us at team at faithonthefieldshow.com. We have various packages we can cater specifically to fit your needs Our goal is to be on a sports radio station in every state. If you don't have a business to advertise on, but you want to help the ministry, we do have a donate button on our page on faithonthefieldshow.com. Our guest this week, Garrett Wilson, he played three seasons at Ohio State, was a standout wide receiver, had 70 catches for 1,058 yards and 12 touchdowns last year. He was the second wide receiver selected in the 2022 NFL draft, going to the New York Jets at number 10 overall. Here is my conversation with Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson joins us today, reminding us to try new Old Spice Sweat Defense Dry Spray, delivering 24-7 sweat protection with daily use. You can buy Old Spice Sweat Defense Dry Spray in stores now. Garrett, we're expecting several wide receivers in this draft to go in the first round Thursday night. And I I saw so many different mock drafts out there. You're viewed as a top 10 pick in in several of them. So how are you feeling right now? Are you more excited, nervous, anxious? What are, can can you sum up your thoughts? Yeah, I'm I'm definitely just excited and and blessed to be out here. You know, it's a, it's a great event. Um, You know, so far I got out here yesterday and, you know, since I've been out here, it's been uh, first class everything. So um, it's just really awesome to be a part of something so special. What would it mean to you if you were to become the first wide receiver taken in this draft? Yeah, I mean, that, that, would, that would be a great um, honor. But, uh, you know, I, I feel like 
as soon as as soon as I got chosen, you know, it would be it would be time to work and it would be time to lock it in and you know I say this a lot, kind of uh find a pick and not let that pick define me, you know. So um yeah. Now one of your teammates, right, Chris Alave, he's also expected to be a first round pick. So what's it like going through this whole process with him, uh, a teammate, and are you guys competitive about who goes where if one of you gets drafted higher? Uh, what's that whole thing been like? Yeah, I mean, it's been great to go through the process with Chris. So, uh, you know, we've actually done a few, like, visits together to different teams where we got lucky and ended up having the same schedule. But, I mean, it's been it's been awesome just having someone to be able to talk to that's going through the same thing I'm going through. And, you know, just kind of the same stress, you know, around combine time, you know, we we made sure that we uh we talked a good amount and um you know that's the way it's supposed to be but uh no there's no there's no competition between you know me and him going going you know who goes first and none of that you know it's just me and him want to push each other to be the best we can be and um you know we train that way we we've done it for the last three years at Ohio State it's not going to stop now now how many teams did you visit with and what was that whole experience like was there anything that stood out to you from any of those visits I believe I did spot um and you know it, it was a uh, it was really you know it was it was a great experience you know to get to be in front of the coaching staff early and um get to know them before you know possibly you walk through that door so um being in baltimore and and on the east coast and kind of getting to go there and then seeing some seeing some other teams you know it's places that i had never really been uh, you know traveling around has been awesome as well you, you saw the jets washington Carolina, right? Baltimore. Carolina, Washington, um, Baltimore as well, Detroit. Okay. Now, we know that the Packers are trying to replace Devontae Adams. The Chiefs are – they traded Tyreek Hill. There's some teams who have some players, big shoes to fill. Uh, How would you feel about if you were to go to one of those teams uh, and, and have to step into that role? Yeah, um, you know, obviously those are those are really great players, and, and you know they're not they're not just easily replaced. But um, you know, I feel like I feel like if I was to go to any team, you know, I'm, I'm gonna do what I do, and I'll I'll be able to help a team. Um, you know, I feel like I'm super versatile, but you take the top off, and also uh, you know, a great teammate, someone that's good to be around. You know, that's really important as well. So you know, I feel like I feel like I would do a great job of coming in and and doing my job, and you know, exceeding expectations for sure. A couple of those teams you mentioned that you visited, they don't necessarily have an established quarterback. Some teams out there do have, obviously, we know franchise quarterbacks. Do you have a preference? Does it matter to you where you go if you fit into a, a with a team and a system where that quarterback's already? We know he's a, a franchise guy, a, a pro bowler. Um, you know, it doesn't matter to me. You know, everyone's trying to build through the draft and, and build their team. You know, and you never know what's going to happen in this league. You know, you see um, – you know, Matthew Stafford ended up on, on the Rams winning the Super Bowl, you know, a year later. Or Joe Burrow's in the Super Bowl after getting drafted two years ago, you know. And you see jumps like Josh Allen had from year two to year three and four. You know, you, you really never know. And, um, you know, my job is just to whatever quarterback I end up playing with, you know, always be open for him, make the plays when he, when he uh, you know, decides to throw the ball to me. And, um, you know, that's what I'll do regardless of who I'm playing with. Gary, we've seen some rookie receivers come in. <laughs> and have tremendous success. Justin Jefferson a couple years ago, his first year, Jamar Chase last year. When you see that, does that give you more confidence that you can come in wherever you go, whatever your situation, and do similar uh, production as a rookie? Uh, for sure, it gives you some confidence. You know, you see those those guys around the same age as you, 
um, you know, making plays on the biggest level, on the highest level. And, um, you know, being a rookie now, I mean, I'm definitely going to go back and watch, you know, Justin Jefferson's rookie tape and Jamar uh, Chase's rookie tape. And, uh, you know, just get, just to get the motivation and see what it looks like for a rookie to succeed. You know, you, it's good to be able to visually see that. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd be dumb not to, you know, look into what they did to succeed. How do you prepare yourself now in, in the final days for Thursday night for hearing your name called? And you can go to any number of places, East Coast, West Coast, uh, Midwest. Would you like to see maybe in the future where players can pick their teams as opposed to be drafted and selected? Uh, I mean, that's kind of the fun, you know, that, that that's kind of the fun is, is, uh, you know, what's it called? Getting drafted and, and not, not knowing, but, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely a little stressful too, but you know, if you make it to that second contract or, or, you know, get lucky enough to, um, exercise free agency, that's when you get to choose your team. You know, I kind of like it like that, but, uh, you know, like, like you said, it's definitely, it's definitely, it's crazy. It's a crazy thing to think about. You know, we kind of just get put into a, uh, New city, just like that, you know, you find out the night before and that's where you're going. You know, it could have been all all 32. You know, I'm choosing 32 right now. or They're choosing me, I guess. So, I mean, I, I just really, you know, there's not much I can do. Just kind of keep my mind off of it. Um, like I said, you know, it's a blessing. And, you know, I try to keep that on my mind. Just that you know, I'm in as good as a place, you know, that I can be in. Um, this is where I wanted to be five years ago. Garrett, Old Spice has an incredible roster of players uh, that I've spoken to over the past few years. And you always see different guys. What's it? feel like to be part of that team now yeah I mean it's a product that I've used you know my whole life since I started you know using those type of products so um, it's awesome to have them you know reach out and, and us to be able to work together and um, the product is awesome so um, that's the, that's what's most important you know it's products that I actually use and so it's easy to talk about it. it's uh, easy to you know say that it's a great product because I know because I use it so it's a blessing to be a part of the Old Spice team for sure Last one for you, Garrett. Uh, you mentioned this is a blessing, right? Being involved with Old Spice, it's a blessing to have an opportunity to have your name called. What What does that mean to you? Just to be able to say, "I am blessed by the man above." Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it means everything. You know, it's it's um, it's just it's it, you look around and you know, everyone's kind of going through their own things, and everyone's you know kind of has their own problems, and it's all about perspective. And you know, it's just I'm, I'm so I'm so blessed, and that's just the easiest way to put it. Sometimes it just comes out you know, my mouth's super easy, you know, it's, it's just the easiest way to put it. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I think about my young self and, and what I aspire to be and, you know, what I, you know, told my mom, I wanted to be what I trained for. And, you know, it, I would be here right now, you know, I'd be exactly where I am right now. And that's, uh, you know, the, probably the greatest part about it to me is that, you know, it's, it's here now. So. Well, Garrett, I wish you a ton more blessings uh, in the future. That's it for this week. Thank you to Garrett Wilson. Thank you to Doug, Pastor Scott, everyone on our team. And thank you for listening to Faith on a Field Show presented by International Justice Mission. For Remy, I'm Rob Motti reminding you, make a difference. Be a blessing. We have operations all over the world rescuing people from slavery. Because today there are criminals who abuse children, sell girls. How old is she? 12, and force families into slavery. Criminals prey on the easiest target, the world's poor, because they expect no one to defend them. But today, there are thousands of people gathering to seek justice for those in slavery. We are a group of lawyers, counselors, activists, and supporters. 
we are called International Justice Mission. And together, we form the largest international anti-slavery organization in the world. But slavery won't come to an end until criminals know they can't get away with it. So we partner with local police to arrest and prosecute criminals. This sends a message to slave owners. We will not go away. We stay with the survivors until they are healed, until they are free. Each year, we rescue thousands of slaves and protect millions around the world. We are transforming how justice systems protect their citizens. To those who are still enslaved, we promise to find you. We will get you home to your families so you can have the freedom you deserve.